Think about this past week, what God has brought you through. Think about this past week, the, the joys. Uh, think about, even if there's been difficulties, think about um, just the goodness of God. And just, if, you, if you're in a place, I, I, I want to ask you just to lift your hands, just to thank God for His goodness this week. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for your mercy, God. God, I thank you how you've brought us through. God, you've caused us to triumph this week. We thank you for that. Lord, in the difficulties, you've brought us through. You've been our fortress. You've been our strength, God. And we love you, Lord. I thank you for... God, I thank you for ministering to families this week. I just sense by your spirit that there's been breakthrough in families this week. And God, we're thankful for that, of how you're moving. And Lord, maybe there's some here today who need a breakthrough in their family. Holy Spirit, we invite you to work in us today and through us today. We love you, Jesus. Church, can we just applaud the Lord this morning and thank him for his goodness? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can be seated this morning. You can be seated. Well, it is so good to see you today and um, to have everybody here worshiping with us. Um, man, God's just been good, hasn't he? He's been so good. So, well, we're going to begin our message here in just a few moments. I want to welcome you. If you're visiting with us for the first time, uh, thank you for being here with us today. And um, we just, you know, again, we, we love Jesus. We love each other. And uh, we're happy to serve the Lord. It's, it's good. Isn't it fun? just to do life together, to have uh, fellowship together, and uh, all that God has called us to. So um, I, I too want to echo what Mr. Stowe was saying just a few moments ago. Thank you for the offering that you gave in last week um, for the Gideon's ministry. The Word of God and the Gospel is going to be spread um, through Mooresville, throughout the world, just because of your generosity. And um, so thank you so much for, for everything, uh, just for your heart of giving. Um, we don't I don't think we ask for a whole lot. You know, we don't talk about tithing and all that a whole lot, although it's very important. I, I don't want the lack of, um, well, we talk about it every Sunday when we receive the offering, but I mean, we don't hammer it. You know what I mean? Because you give, and so don't give up on that. Just continue to give, and you know the Lord blesses through that, and so um, just allow Him to continue to bless. Hey, so we're going to uh, continue in this series, Is That You, God?, there are so many voices that we hear in the world. Uh, how many did you hear on the way to work today? You know, I mean, on the way to work, on the way to church today. How many do you hear on the way to work in the mornings, Monday through Friday? Uh, you hear the radio. Uh, for those of you who still have kids at home, depending on how many kids you have at home, that's the more of the voices that you hear. Um, your spouse, uh, the TV, the news, all these different voices that we hear. You hear your friends, their opinions on what you should be doing, and it can get kind of cluttered up in here. <laughs> no jokes about that, please. Um, but it can get kind of cluttered up in here with all the voices that we hear telling us what we should do, what we shouldn't do. And we, I think we want to be a people, I know we want to be a people who hear the voice of God. I mean, I, above everything, Philip, right? I want to hear the voice of God. I want to know when he speaks to me. So we're taking this series to talk about, is that you, God? Um, during the first week, 
We talked about the Holy Spirit, how He speaks to us in those still small moments where we're just, you know, we're praying, we're reflecting, we're silent before the Lord, and we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, last week, of course, the Gideons ministered, and we, we began to understand, just through some amazing stories, how God speaks through His Word, through the Bible, God speaks. Um, we heard the story of a couple of different guys, really, who were, their marriages were failing, and so they were at a hotel. A couple of them were going to end it all. You know, they just felt, was life worth, why is life worth living? And there was a Gideon Bible that was there. And so they opened it up and there was words of life that were presented there. So God even speaks, especially speaks through his word. As a matter of fact, anytime you hear the Holy Spirit speak, or today as we're going to be talking about uh, godly counsel, it's all got to line up with the word of God. Um, one of our core values here at Abundant Life is we believe the Bible and we are spirit-led. We, we, we believe this word. Um, we uh, don't just take parts. Well, I guess sometimes we might in, in a moment. We might take just parts of it and apply it however we want it to. But the reality is we can't do that with the God's word. It shapes us. We don't shape it. Uh, so that's what we believe about God's word. <clears throat> so we want to hear his voice through. We just want to hear his voice. And so that's what we're talking about in all of this. Well, today, we want to talk about the voice of wise counsel. And this one is so special and so dear to me <clears throat> because I understand, I have come to understand the value of wise counsel. Um, I know as my career, ministry career started out, um, it was easy for me to see my pastor um, you know, very just, uh, man, he was a great pastor. He was a very type A personality, um, and he always seemed to have it together. Everything, just the way he dressed, the way he spoke, his home, his children, um, it just really seemed like he had it all together, and, so, and his wife as well. And so Stasha and I began to feel this pressure of, We've got to have it all together. We've got to be perfect. Our home has to have this. Our home has to have that. Our ministry style needs to be this particular way. But what we didn't see in the background was all the wise counsel that had been poured into his life and that was being poured into his life. And so why this is so special to me is because, like you, I understand I don't have it all together. And everybody said, amen. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have it all together. But thank God for his Holy Spirit. Thank God for his word. And thank God for wise counsel. Because without it, you know, I, I, I just know time after time, Stasha and I would go to pastor and, and his wife. And, uh, you know, our kids were young at the time. And, and we didn't have a handbook to go with our kids. Anybody get one of those when you left the hospital? So, and, and their kids were older. You got one? Well, yeah, I guess you guys got a little bit of a handbook, allocate. And, oh. By the way, just quick time out, Mike and uh, Mel, cousin Mel, however you want to say that, I'll tell you the story that one time when I was doing their wedding. I said, so would I pronounce you cousin and Mel? That would be awkward. Or do I pronounce you Mike and Mel? But anyway, um, you know, with Ellicate's heart transplant, um, yes. Uh, she has had, they have had several occasions over the past few weeks to go and speak to donors, organ donors. And she was just saying that that's been very humbling and the Holy Spirit's been using you. And so I'm so thankful for that. And of course, we're thankful for that little girl who's, who's with us today and doing well. So um, yeah, praise God for that. <clears throat> that's, that's absolutely amazing uh, just where she is today. Um, so let me get back on track here. 
But there's, there's seasons and there's difficult, there's difficult times where I'm not sure if I'm hearing from God, if I'm being honest, you know, because I, I, I don't have it all together and I look back at my pastor and I'm not sure how to raise my kids and I didn't come home with a handbook. And so I go to people who have, Stasha and I made this a, a very habit, very much a habit in our lives is we would go to people whose children were doing really well, or seemed to be doing really well, who were probably four, five, six years older than our kids. And we would just, what did you guys do? How in the world did you get your kids to turn out like this? Because we want our kids to be all that God's called them to be. So we would seek wise counsel. Again, because there are seasons where it's difficult to hear from God. He may whisper and we must quiet the noise that's around us. The enemy wants us to think that we cannot hear God or even understand the Bible. And I want to tell you today, don't believe that lie. Don't believe the lie that you can't understand the Bible. Don't believe the lie that, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff in here. A lot of good stuff. A lot of warnings. A lot of counsel that comes in here. And keep with it. And the more you keep with it, the more you will understand it. And we'll see in just a few moments how that happens. So we make decisions, or when we make decisions... You and I, we tend to weigh out the pros and cons of the situation, right? If I'm, we're going to make a, uh, Stasha and I just bought a home last year, and so we were, we were weighing out the pros and the cons uh, with that. Um, you know, when we were going to have children, we were weighing out the pros and the cons of having kids. And uh, when we were going into the ARCA Racing Series ministry, we were weighing out the pros and cons. And then coming to Abundant Life, weigh, we weigh out pros and cons whenever it comes to making uh, decisions in life. And there can be great wisdom in that. However, we must listen to the voice of God in all of those situations. Because I can weigh out pros and cons all day long. But God is saying something specific. God is saying something that may not even make sense. Because sometimes, I've found this, good decisions are not God decisions. It may sound like, okay, this sounds like the right thing to do, but God is saying, no, I need you to do something else. And we've also discovered this, that faith decisions don't always make sense. You ever done that? It just doesn't make sense to do what you're saying for me to do, God. Why would I give up everything that I've worked so hard for? Uh, You know, I'm thinking of just real quick, Dean and Rachel, and they're not there yet on the mission field, but one day they will be there. Why would they give up everything that they have worked for throughout life to go on the mission field? Uh, Why is it that you would make a career change? Why is it that you would, you know, take care of a family member when it just doesn't make sense? I remember uh, this, this past week, we went over to see Miss Dora, who is healing from her, her break and her wrist. And by the way, she says, thank you for uh, praying for her. But Rachel was over there. And I hope you don't mind me telling this. It's not going to be bad. But she was over there, and she was talking about the time that she had to quit her job to take care of her dad. Now, she was excited about that. But at the same time, you're thinking, financially, how is this going to work out? But she clearly heard from God. Again, it didn't make sense. It was a step of faith, and God honored that whole process. So again, faith decisions don't always make sense. Well, we're going to look at hearing God through wise counsel, as, I said, as I've said. And by wise counsel, we're talking about godly counsel. So today, whenever I talk about wise counsel, I will use godly, I will use wise, I will use wise godly counsel, I will use godly wise counsel. All those terms will be interchanged today because I want us to understand that too. We can always point out bad advice. Anybody ever gotten bad advice? <laughs> yeah. Maybe at the time you didn't know it. 
but usually at the time you know when it's bad advice, you know, but, but not always. So we, we can easily point out the bad advice, but we cannot always point out wise, biblically wise advice. Not always, you know, and, and just as we can't always point out the bad, we can't always point out the good. Not everyone who has lived life longer than you gives biblical counsel as well. What do I mean by that? There was a story just recently of a couple, um, and you know they were getting married, and um, the, the parents of one of the individuals said, well, you need to take a few years to live together to make sure it's going to work out. Well, understanding biblical counsel... And also beginning to understand studies that are coming out now. There's study after study after study that's coming out now that's showing that really has no benefit. But when we build our marriages and our lives on the counsel of God's word, who says things like this, you know what? The, the Bible does talk about, and I'm not getting on a don't live together soapbox, okay? I'm just using this as an example this morning. But when we do things God's way, things can work out. And things tend to work out. I know there's, the, there's all the, um, the, the polls that are out there that says that the Christian divorce is, just as, 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 is as equal to that of the world. But what they don't take into account, account there is anybody calls themselves a Christian. Republicans, Democrats, they run on a Christian platform, but they're not believers, you know. So, but when you take into account couples who truly follow God's word, I'm not saying they don't ever get divorced. I'm just saying when they follow these type of things, man, you're, you have wise, godly counsel that is happening in that. Stasha and I, what do we do? We find couples, and we're pastors of the church. We're supposed to be setting the example, right? Well, we do that because we seek out couples who have been there. How did you make it through this? How in the world did you not want to strangle so-and-so, you know, this point or that point, or you just, you know, do one of these things? Man, we search those things out. While we may have trusted, seemingly trusted, and seemingly wise counsel, especially for this couple that I was talking about, it wasn't wise biblical counsel. And here's the thing I want to point out before we get into some scripture. Wise biblical counsel cannot force us to make the right decision either. You can receive all the uh, suggestions, you can receive all the advice, but you don't have to take it, whether it be good or bad. You really don't have to. We are still responsible to make a wise decision or not. And can I tell you, I have made my share of unwise decisions, not necessarily sinful decisions. I'm not, nothing immoral. I'm not talking about those things necessarily, but I have made my share of unwise decisions. Not something that's going to affect my eternity with the Lord. Just not wise. Just not wise. But I want to be the person. Am I the only one? I don't think I am. I want to make wise decisions that honor God, that honor my family, that honor my church and everything. And so what we see is the Bible encourages me to do this. Now, what I'm going to do, we're going to quickly go through a few verses that will be up on the screen. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to turn there in my Bible because uh, they'll be up on the screen because we're going to go through these fairly quickly. But if you're taking notes, and I encourage you to take notes so that you can look at this throughout the week, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs for four, five verses, four, five uh, different selections, okay? So just write these down, and we'll see them up here on the screen. Proverbs 15:22 says this, it says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. 
Now, Proverbs is big on talking about wisdom, uh, it's talk, especially getting it from other people. See, I can easily make a bad decision when I don't have the whole picture. And in the moment, I can't always have the whole picture. But if I go to someone who's been there, if I want to know about business, I go to a business person. If I want to know about a race car, I'm going to go to a person who works on race cars, and there's quite a few here today. You know, if I want to make a decision based on raising my children, like I said, I'm going to go to someone who has, who, who's been there. So I can easily make a bad decision when I don't have the whole picture. But there are people who have been there and who have the whole picture. Maybe not necessarily for my situation, but anyway, I don't want my plans to go wrong for a lack of advice because many advisors in the context of godly wisdom bring success. I want to be successful before the Lord. Proverbs eleven fourteen says this, Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. Now, I want us to talk about here when a nation falls. Obviously, as the Proverbs are being written, he's talking about the, the larger nation as a whole. But you can break this down to the church. You can break this down to your family, to your business, to your workplace. Let's, let's bring it on, since this is you know, my world that, that I live in here, ministering at a church. You know, the question, why have staff? Why have elders? And why have a financial council? Well, some of that stuff Foursquare requires, right? But the wisdom that's behind that, you know, why can't you just combine all those people? Why have so many? Why ask advice from, I've had this asked too, why have, uh, ask advice from other pastors when you have the council, when you have the elders, when you have the staff at your church? Why would you go outside to get uh, other wisdom and, and resources and, and things like that? Why would you do that? Why have several trusted friends who know the scriptures? Why, why do all that? Well, because the scripture tells us without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many godly, wise advisors. So again, I find those parents who have been there. I find those pastors who, are, who have been there. I see you know, Butch is joining us this morning. Thanks, Butch, for being here. Always good to see you. Um, he, he's able to bring counsel to many pastors. He and his wife, Joanne, are, they bring so much counsel, and I appreciate them. You know, it was Butch and Joanne who were here a while back. It was over Christmas who was uh, urging us to make room. And of course, God had already been speaking to us, making room to services. It's all about wise counsel. How many, from people who are godly and from people that you can trust. Here's a word of warning as we're talking about this though. If you are making decisions, if I am making decisions without godly friends and counsel, I've got to beware. I want you to think just, just for a moment, think about your circle of advisors. People that you go to for advice. Do you know they have a strong relationship with the Lord? Do you know that they're in the Word of God? If not, I would, I would just warn you. Who are you getting advice from? And I'm not saying don't, we, this is not a message of don't hang out with those who smoke, chew. You know, what those hats used to say, I don't drink, smoke, chew, or hang out with those who do. No, we need to be with people who don't know the Lord. I'm talking about where do you get your wise advice from? Where do you get your advice from? especially when it comes to making decisions regarding your family, your career, and your relationships. Because when a situation where someone that you are getting counsel from starts out, girl, I mean, you know that's coming from the flesh right there, right? It's kind of, girl, you better, or girl, or man, what are you thinking? Or, you know, we want godly, wise 
counsel. There is safety in godly counsel. Here's the last thing I'll say about this. Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There's safety in, many, in having many advisors. If you keep getting the same results, if you get, let, me, let me rephrase that. If you keep getting the same bad results by following advice from the same people, it's time to make a change. Go to where there are godly people that you know, you know what, they've been there. I've seen their life. I've seen how they have lived before the Lord, how they've lived out God's word. And get advice from those people. Because you can hear the voice of God through wise, godly counsel. You can hear the voice of God. Proverbs 1.5, let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let, though with under, let those with understanding receive guidance. This is telling us to seek out godly wisdom. Look for it, not only look for it, but increase in learning. God wants us to be people who are continually learning until the day we take our final breath. I love the senior saints at our church. Lisa was just uh, calling me yesterday or emailing me yesterday about in October, we're going to have the uh, senior saints lunch that we have. It's our annual thing that we do. By the way, mark your calendar, October 7th. So that's when we're going to do it. So it's the first Sunday of, of October. We'll have our senior saints lunch. But I love surrounding my people with seniors, myself with people who are senior saints. I love it. Why is that? Because they have life experiences, especially those who've walked with the Lord all their life. Because they have accumulated over time this vast um, wealth of, of knowledge and of wisdom and of understanding. So I surround myself with that. And I'm, and I'm glad to see them continuing to increase in wisdom and in learning. Lord, let that be my life story as well. Proverbs 12, 15. Fools think their own way is right, but let the wise listen to others. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Now, here's another beware moment, and this one stings a little bit. If you refuse to seek God's godly, wise advice... The Bible says this, you're a fool. Well, that's harsh. That is harsh. You know, and, and of course, it's not the person sitting beside of you today, but we all know those people who just seem to constantly fall, constantly fall, constantly fall, constantly fall. But can I tell you, there's hope. All it is is a moment of, you know, what? I need to change. I need to follow after God and I need to seek godly counsel. As believers, the Bible, I'm not sure where this one is, but a man may fall seven times, but he who has friends, you know, they'll help, they'll help pick him up. We may fall and fall and fall and fall, but as we surround ourselves with godly people, they're there to pick, pick us up. You know, there's times when I've picked Jamie up. There's times where he picks me up. That's what the body of Christ is all about. That's why fellowship is so important. Sunday mornings, anytime you can get together outside of church as believers, and, you know, at the ballpark or, you know, hanging out, whatever it is that you do, going to lunch, encouraging one another, giving advice. Because if you're with someone long enough, they're going to tell you what's really going through their head. They really will. Think about your friends. You know all, <laughs> you know all their dirt, don't you? <laughs> all of your friends. But we can help each other through that. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. If you listen... You are wise. Now, let's, let's get real here again, okay? Emotional decisions will get you into trouble. 
right? <laughs> Emotional decisions will get you into trouble. Get advice from people, yes, who are godly, but who are not emotionally involved. This is something that I have come slow to learn, you know, over time. You know, you see something that you really want, and all of a sudden the emotion, all the feels are there, and you're like, i got to have that. You know, so the emotions are driving, but as you step back and find people who aren't emotionally involved in that process, and they begin to say, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? I'm making a decision right now on some things to do. And I called somebody last week and I said, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Does it sound right? Does it sound wise? And this person was able to give me some godly, wise advice. Here's another example. I'm teaching Nathan to drive right now. He drove us to church this morning and praise God we made it safely. I had no doubt either. He's gotten us safely to many places lately. So, but anyway, he has, his, he has his learner's permit, although it may be wrinkled up and bubbled and burned. That's another story. He dropped it on the muffler of my truck. How do you do that? That's another story. That's another story. Anyway. You want to know, don't you? Yeah. Anyway. So I have a back window in my truck, and it slides open. And so Nathan was helping helping me. Um, you don't mind if I embarrass you, do you? It's okay. So he's at the back of the tailgate and we're getting stuff out of the tailgate and he sees the window open. He's got his wallet. And he's like, I don't need this. I'm just going to throw it through the window and it'll just go in. Well, the wallet made it, but his permit flew out, went in between the cab of the truck and the bed of the truck and landed on the muffler and melted on the muff. He had it two weeks. It was awesome. Had he gotten wise advice, <laughs> no, that's not my point. What I'm teaching Nathan, I know, right? Isn't that hilarious? What I'm teaching Nathan is use your mirrors to, see, to help see the blind spots. As you're driving, as you're getting into the left turn lane, you know, the double yellow line may go over this way and you're supposed to wait till you get over. But if you turn on your signal and you get in there, you'd better check that mirror because there's going to be people who don't care about that double yellow line. And they're going to come up beside you. Always check your blind spots before you make any change. So that's what I'm teaching him. Here's what mirrors are in life. They are advisors who know the Lord and the word of God. Mirrors, things that we can look at, things that we can check our blind spots with. Whenever I drive my truck and I have a trailer behind me, I always add extended mirrors because my truck doesn't have the big monster manly mirrors on the side. So I have to add the mirrors to the side. When I'm pulling a weight, when I have something that's just, you know, an extra weight that I'm carrying, it's also good to add mirrors from time to time. So that I can see, that's advisors, that's checking my blind spots. Philip, what do you think about this? Mr. Stowe, do you see anything? That, Jerry, how about this? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always checking spiritual, those spiritual blind spots, the, the natural blind spots. So look at the Word of God, look at godly advisors as those mirrors. As you're making lane changes, as you're pulling a heavy weight, that you're, you're checking those areas. And God will help you through that. Because the more mirrors you have, the bigger the mirrors, the less your blind spot area. Continually look into the Word of God. Proverbs 
Get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. Other translations say in your latter days. Here's the point. Wisdom is accumulated. If you don't consider yourself wise, keep on living and keep on reading God's word and keep on getting advice. I don't, man, I, I have so much wisdom to gain. And everybody said, amen, there's your shot. We all have so much wisdom to gain. I just got to keep living. I got to keep pressing into the Lord. And I want to encourage you, keep living and keep pressing into the Lord. Because if you don't feel that you're there yet, none of us will ever be there, quote, there. But man, we're going to continue to grow. Look at your life a year ago. And look at how much you have grown. And let me just say this. If you don't feel that you have, surround yourself with godly people who can help you get there. Wisdom is available no matter your age. Continually read the word of God. Continually listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Continually listen to wise, godly advice. I had someone call me recently about a job change. They were saying, you know, should I take this job? Um, this is a field that I'm wanting to get into. Um, but the, the, the company that they were looking at, it wasn't really a steady situation. Um, and there were some other things about the company that were just kind of questionable, you know, not, nothing immoral or anything like that, just kind of questionable. And this person called me and said, you know, what should I do? Well, now, I don't know that I have the opportunity or the place to give people advice when it comes to their job and their future. However, I can give godly counsel. Things like, let's pray about it. Things like, what do you feel the Holy Spirit is saying? Things like, we'll weigh this out. Does this seem wise? Does it seem right to the Holy Spirit and you in these moments? Now, who was the wise person in that situation? It was the one who called me. I didn't give any great, amazing, wise advice. The person who called was seeking wisdom. And so as we prayed, as we began to talk through it, really, I was asking questions. I mean, I kind of had an idea that this probably wasn't the best thing to do, but I don't, I don't know that what God was speaking to them. So I encouraged him to pray, give the pros and cons, give my caution. But the wise person was the one who called to seek advice. We've just read through that, just these five verses here in the Proverbs, seeking after advice. God wants us to seek out wise counsel, and he will speak through wise counsel. I want you to turn to Acts chapter 15, and we're going to read just an example here um, from Acts chapter 15, make a couple points, and then we'll be done today as we are seeking wise counsel. And we're going to see a situation uh, from Paul and Barnabas and, and the apostles, actually. They came up against a situation, and they needed to know what to do. I mean, they're setting the course of biblical history, so that's, that's pretty big, right? Let's see what they did. So Acts chapter 15, verse 1 says, While Paul and Barnabas were at Antioch of Syria, some men from Judea arrived and began to teach the believers, Unless you are circumcised as required by the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. Paul and Barnabas disagreed with them, arguing vehemently. Finally, the church decided to send Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem, accompanied by some local believers, to talk to the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent the delegates to Jerusalem, and they stopped along the way in Phoenicia and Samaria to visit the believers. They told them, much to everyone's joy, that the Gentiles too were being converted. So let's stop there just for a moment. 
The question was, what was necessary for salvation? Some people were saying, you have to do this, you have to do that. You have... And Paul and Barnabas had an idea, and the religious leaders had another idea. So here's what the church did. Not only did they send church leaders, they sent some people from the congregation. We're all in this together. You know, it's not just about me telling you what to do. It's about us being guided by God's Word and people who understand God's Word. I can promise you the person sitting beside of you has a little bit of wisdom, at least from God's Word. And they might have a lot of wisdom from God's Word. And can I tell you this too? I bet you that you have more wisdom than what you understand. than what, Not what you understand, but than what you may want to realize. Especially if you are in God's Word. And, and let me tell you this too. God will bring people into your life. And you're just like, why did this happen? Last week, somebody came to Jerry at the shop. A neighbor came to Jerry at the shop. Hey, I need prayer because my sister has stage four lung cancer. Will you pray? Jerry doesn't own a church. He owns a mechanic shop over there. A tire and auto store. But Jerry's a believer. Word on the street is, that's a place where I can go and they know Jesus. God will send people to you. By the way, we're praying for our neighbor. I forgot her name all of a sudden, Jerry. Nikki Hager. Hager. So, we're going to, Lord, we just pray that you would bless that situation, bring health and healing in that situation. Let's keep going here. Verse 4. When they arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas and Paul were welcomed by the whole church, including the apostles and elders. They reported everything God had done through them. But then some of the believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and insisted, the Gentile converts must be circumcised and required to follow the law of Moses. So there's more disagreement going on here, right? They're just, man, they're they're starting to hash this thing out. Verse 6, so the apostles and elders met together to resolve this issue. Wise counsel is being sought in these verses here. So after the council and the searching of the scriptures, verses 7 through 18, they come up with a decision. So we're going to skip verses 7 through 18, all the hashing that's going on. Let's pick up in verse 19 here. And here comes the judgment. So my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write and tell them to abstain from eating foods offered to idols, from sexual immorality, from the eating of meat of strangled animals, and from consuming blood. For these laws of Moses have been preached in Jewish synagogues in every city on every Sabbath for many generations. Wise counsel made this decision possible. See, they began to understand that we are saved by the blood of Jesus. That's the only way that we are saved. However, wise counsel says to do these things. Don't offer food to idols. Stay away from sexual immorality from eating the meat of strangled animals, from consuming blood. Now, some of these are ancient things. Some of those are current things today, right? But there was such great wisdom that was in this from the church coming together. If you need wisdom, if you need advice, you know what? Come to the trusted people at the church and and let's pray. Now, if it's something that, you know, it's kind of a private matter, we're not going to... Jamie has this particular situation we need to talk about today. We're going to bring it up. No, we will seek the Lord together, and we will pray, and we will seek wisdom. Some closing thoughts here. First, advice is given, 
Wisdom is salt. Anybody can give you advice. Remember, it starts out usually, girl, you know, something. let me tell you what I think. But that doesn't mean it's wisdom. Advice is not always wisdom. As a matter of fact, you don't have to ask for advice. I know you're thinking, yeah, this week, so-and-so, they just thought they had to insert their opinion, right? We faced that. Some people give advice whether you want it or not. But wisdom is something you gain intentionally. And it looks like this. Hey, Inc., I'm struggling in this situation. What does your life experience with the Lord tell you? And he shares it with me. So he didn't, he didn't free will give me his advice. I sought wisdom. So seek wisdom. Proverbs 20, verse 5. It says, through good advice lies deep, I'm sorry, though good advice lies deep within the heart, a person of understanding will draw it out. I want you to think about a well for a moment. Now, I am so glad we have, where we live now, we have a well. I am so thankful for electricity and pumps, because it just pumps the water right to my house. But think about the time before electricity, right? You had to go and you had to lower the bucket and then you had to draw the bucket up filled with water. And depending on how much you needed, that's how many times you would draw out. I want you to think of gaining wisdom like an old-fashioned well that required a bucket. You're constantly going and you're drawing from the well. The well may look like this. The well may look like opening your Bible and reading. You have your bucket. Bring a big bucket. Matter of fact, it doesn't have to be a bring. Doesn't have to be a big bucket. Say that five times fast. It doesn't have to be a big bucket, but it does have to be a bucket that you are constantly drawing from. Now, some folks you can take a whole big bucket and you know you can absorb it, but others like myself who tend to chase rabbits and squirrels everywhere, it's a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. Take a bucket to the well of wisdom. Draw out wisdom from a godly and wise person. Bring your bucket to church. What does that look like? Bring your Bible, a pen, and something to write in. Because you can remember so much of what you've heard. You may have forgotten half of what I've already said. But when you begin to write it down or maybe listen to it again, you gain more. Bring your bucket to church. Bring your bucket often. Uh, bring your bucket to Bible studies. Bring your, bu- bring your bucket around the dinner table. Where there's a group of believers, bring your bucket. You know, the more, we've been kind of quiet this morning, but the more that you amen and the more you say, yes, that, oh, praise God, that's, that's good. One, you are bringing your bucket before the Holy Spirit and you're receiving. But even as you amen me, man, I get excited when I hear amens. Amen. There you go. And it causes whatever the Holy Spirit has put in here to come out even more. Somebody. That's why I love, well, we're getting ready to go to Jamaica. I love preaching in Jamaica because they're all, they're all waving their hankies and yelling at me. That's right, Pastor. Yes. Wise counsel can come from unexpected voices. This is another thing that I've learned. Sometimes your enemies are right. It's an unexpected voice. I know, it's like, oh, come on, where are the amens on that one? (laughs) 
Sometimes your enemies are right. It's an unexpected voice. Because here's the thing. God loves them too. Just because they're your enemy doesn't mean they're God's enemy. It's like, oh. Young people. Can I hear it from the young people? Lisa, never mind. <laughs> that was not wise <laughs> for me. Uh, continue, let's move on. Um, young people may not have all the life experiences, but they do have some. And here's where, man, here's where, this is another ouch moment, please. Some of them are even in the Bible more than we are at the time. Oh, boy, I get challenged by that. I really do. Brandon, we had Monday Motivation last week, and he came up and, you know, he took the paper that we had on the Holy Spirit, and he had a question about some things that were in there. It's two pages front and back of, 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 a, of a topic, and he was asking questions. He was looking for wisdom, and I was like, you're only 24. Yeah. <laughs> Praise, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Young people, man, if you are college age or under, man, now's the time to build the foundation. Oh, build the foundation of God's word. Seek wisdom. I, okay, I know mom and dad's not always right. Grandmas and grandpas aren't always right in your mind. But can I tell you something? There's a lot of wisdom there. Amen, Nathan? Sure. There's a lot of wisdom there. I, my mom's not here in this service this morning, but oh, man, there are times I look back now and I think, oh, I just wish I would have listened to mom. Amen. Wish I would have listened to my mom more. Anybody else? Raise your hand if you're an adult and you say, I wish I would have listened to my mom and dad more. <laughs> Young people, you see this? They know what they're talking about. <laughs> they know what they're talking about. So young people, they may, have, they may not have all the life experiences, but they do have some. Check this out. Even fools can teach you. They are rebellious, but they're not ignorant. God can use them, and somebody just said it, to teach you what not to do. Unsaved people can also teach you. They may not offer biblical wisdom, but God can still use them in your life. God used a donkey in the Old Testament to talk to somebody, to bring wisdom. Remember, advice is given, wisdom is sought. Listen to godly counsel. And finally, wisdom comes a little at a time. It's not all or nothing. Don't get discouraged. Always seek wisdom. Had a conversation uh, several weeks ago. Actually, it's been a couple weeks. We were at uh, the Bible study there at the race shop, and uh, Danny and Cam always come to the, the Bible study there at Stuart Haas, and man, they're just great. Things that are happening. We've got new people coming, and it has to do with these guys here inviting their friends. Um, but Cam was asking this question, you know, we're going through this, and he's like, man, this is a lot. And Cam, I'm so thankful for you, you know, just turning your life over to the Lord a couple years ago and where you are now. But he was like, man, how do I understand all this? I said, well, one, it's kind of like a fire hydrant and drinking from it. There's so much stuff there. If you open up a fire hydrant and try to drink from it, you're not going to get it all, but a little bit at a time. And you remember, Cam, I said this. How long have you been working on race cars? 
How much did you know 20 years ago about race cars? Not a lot. But over 20 years, he could probably even drive the race car. That would be fun, wouldn't it? But he could put a race car together. He can paint it. He can decal it. Danny, same thing. You know, he's been on, they've been on pit crews. They've done all these different things. 20 years ago, Danny, you were 40 years ago? Just kidding. You're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, right? We're, it's about time to stop. Amen. But think about, <laughs> think about Mr. Electrician here. How much did you know when you first started with electrical work? Ouch. <laughs> 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 oh. And that is very important. That's great. Cool. That's great. I can. <laughs> Little bit at a time. Years of work. Years of work. Sarah, years of work. She can't help me with my situation with hair. <laughs> but years after years after years after years, continuing God's word. Continue seeking after biblical, wise counsel. And can I tell you, you will get there. Seek godly, biblical counsel, and you will hear the voice of God. Amen. Amen. Can we stand? I want you to think this morning about a situation that you may be facing that you need biblical, wise counsel. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you from His Word something that you need to hear that pertains to that. And see if He'll direct you to it. And then what I want you to do is I want you to call somebody who you know is in God's Word, who has lived life walking with the Lord, and ask them to pray with you. And if they have any advice, that they would give it and seek out that counsel. Can we commit to do that? I want to encourage you to commit to do that. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your counsel. We need your wisdom. We need you to speak through the word of God, through the still small voice, and at times, yes, through other people. Help us to seek out those, Lord, who've been there, Lord, who can offer us sound advice in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, part of one of the requirements for this, obviously, is we want to be people of God, just as we read in the book of Acts. What's necessary for salvation? That's receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, I want to pray with you. If you've never received Jesus as your personal Savior, can I pray with you this morning? And how I want to do that, just I need to know who I'm praying for. Can you just slip up your hand if you want to receive Jesus today? Anybody at all? Know who I'm praying for? Anybody? All right. Church, what do we have the opportunity to do this week? Witness. Go out and tell people about Jesus.